Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And uh, it's actually been a little while since I've actually done one of these podcasts. I've been on, uh, we had our yearly weekend workshop or our art of trading workshop late May and then I've been on holidays pretty much since then. So I've, I've just been trying to catch up the last week or so about what's going on and it's been interesting the market at the moment, how it's gone down a little bit and or down quite a little bit actually, yeah, quite a lot uh, and, and it's been quite bearish. I mean obviously the Aussie dollar's come down and, and quite a few other things have been going on around the world and a little bit of uncertainty around the US and, and obviously their uh, our or their currency um, and obviously the quantitative easing that they've been doing um, with Ben Bernanke coming out and saying that uh, they're going to, uh, I believe from what I remember reading, it's here, they'll, they're looking at to you know, ease off on that uh, by mid next year, which is putting a few little, I suppose, ripples or shockwaves, if you want to call them that, around the world about what's going to be happening. Um, currently, I mean, I think it's going to be a good thing. And uh, to me, there's a whole lot of things that I talk about with the US market and, and their currency and um, but I won't get into that today. I want to you know, get my head around a few things, and and I probably may do that on another podcast. But to me, it, it's for those of you out there, and if you're a little bit nervous about the market at the moment, it, it's not necessarily. We don't need to be worried about the market right now. Um, it looks like it's holding up. It, I, I don't. You know, we've had uh, a bit of an up week last week, and a bit down again this week, and now it's reversing again. So there's plenty of buying support coming in there I think you know when the sellers are in there trying to push it down the buyers are still coming back in again at the moment so um, and our dollar is a little bit lower and it may go a little bit lower than what it currently is uh, which means our petrol prices will probably stay high for a little bit longer but I don't think you know um, it's going to stay our currency is going to stay down for too long I mean obviously our currency is very much linked to commodity prices and uh, commodity prices have come down over the last year and I think once they bottom out and start to move back up again we'll see our Aussie dollar go back up again but it's not really one of what I wanted to talk about today I was just catching up um, the other day or yesterday on uh, with my Facebook friends so to speak and um, on my Facebook page and one of my mates one of my very very good friends um, he shared a post, and it was of a quote by Jim Rohn. And for those people who don't know Jim Rohn, he's one of the, um, you know, the the long-standing, um, I suppose, motivational speakers or success coaches is another word to say that sort of stuff. And and he quotes a, a quite a, an, an apt little statement here, and he said, "The philosophy of the rich versus the poor is this: the rich invest their money and spend what is left; the poor spend the money." Sorry, the poor spend their money and invest what's left, and and that's his statement. And it's really that's just another way of saying you know, uh, stuff that what I've been saying for many, 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 many years. And and those people who've read my book and have seen some of my articles on the the three laws of wealth creation, uh, which are the number law number one or rule number one is spend less than you earn. Um, and the second rule is obviously invest wisely, and then the third rule is leave it alone. And and I talk about that, and and I and I say that those three rules they're not ones that I came up with. I learnt those from books such as you know the richest man in Babylon. Uh, it's, if you haven't read it, just it, whatever you do, go and find it. It's one of the best books you'll ever read. Um, and it, it comes from that. And, and in the richest man in Babylon talks about you know, putting money away for savings. 
pay yourself first, basically, and that's one of the the rules. And, and to me, paying yourself first really is about not even paying the tax man first because he's not as important as you. Is your future is important to you? So, if you look at saving money, it, to me, it's about you put the money away for your future first, and then whatever's left is what you live on. And that's really where the philosophy of the rich, what Jim Rohn's talking about here, that's the philosophy of the rich. We actually look at what we've got and, and we say, okay, well, let's put the way towards our future. And I was um, chatting with another really good friend of mine only on Monday of this week, and it's a gentleman called Wayne Berry of Top Gun Business um, Strategies, and he's one of us, or he's Australia's leading um, sales trainer. He's also, you know, um, the highest level um, personal development, uh, sorry, um, motor, uh, highest level speaker or qualifications with the Australian Speakers Association. And he was he used to bring out people like Jim Rohns, and he is a, um, Jim Rohn is actually a friend of Wayne, same with people like Zig Ziglar, who sadly passed away last year, uh, people like Tom Hopkins, um, um, Earl Nightingale. There's a whole range of different people that uh, Wayne actually knows. And Wayne popped into the office only on Monday, and he said to me, he said, look, Dale, he said... Um, what the wise do in the end, sorry, what the um, fools do in the end, the wise do in the beginning. And I went, that really does make sense, doesn't it? And and, and, and to me, it's about with the rich, as I said, you know, they're, they're, they put their money away first, they decide what they're going to do with their money, and then they live on their rest. And it's one of those things, you know, if somebody gets a pay rise, they live up to their pay rise all the time, and they see what comes out of that, and, and I know how many people I've met in the past that have said, oh, I've run out a month before, sorry, I've run out of money before I've run out a month, where it should be the other way around. And to me, all these little quotes actually do mean things, and a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I know that quote, but how often do you actually do that, and, and how important is it? And I always say to people, if you wanting to put a money away for yourself, do it with your gross income, not your net income. So before tax, as I said, because you're more important than the tax man. And so if you're looking at putting away such in the book, uh, which is Man in Babylon, it talks about, you know, saving 20% of your income. So 20% of your gross income, that's what you should be putting away. And that income, gross income is not just wages. It's it's all income that you get. So whether it's from investments or whatever else, put re-put your money into it. Because at the end of the day, you either work hard in the beginning of your life to have it easy in the end of your life or you'll take it easier in the beginning of your life and then you'll have to work hard at the end of your life. And all too often I'm meeting people but are having to pedal hard at the end of their life. And I can see that's happening with a lot of the Gen Ys right now and, and the younger generation is they're wanting lifestyle. They're wanting to take it easy because the, they've been a, they're, they're a product, I suppose, one of the better word of explaining it, of the baby boomers who've had worked hard and built up money and now they're uh, you know, giving their kids a lot of things because they didn't have them when they were children. In that, it's creating a philosophy of children that aren't working hard. And, and I know I've spoken about this with many, many, many people who employ Gen Ys and they find that Gen Ys like to take holidays, sick days, and they don't like to work hard. And I'm not saying all of them. Just, there's a big percentage of them that want that lifestyle. But then, they, then once these guys getting – once all these, these um, Gen Ys are getting to that 50-year-old bracket – they're going to be pedalling hard to try and catch up because the money won't be there and there won't be pensions there for them. And often, you know, when we got, uh, as of the 1st of July this year, superannuation or your superannuation from your employment will go up to 9.25%. And eventually it's going to go up to 12%. 
And I was only chatting to somebody the other day about that, saying, well, that's great. You're putting away 9%, 10%, 11%, 12%. But realistically, we need to be putting away at least 20% of our income into our wealth creation, whether it's superannuation or something else, to be able to retire comfortably. And we need to be doing that from when we're 18, not from when we're 45 or 55 or 60. Because to me, it is, again, what the wise man does in the beginning. Sorry, what the fool does in the end, the wise man wise man's done in the beginning. And the wise people are putting that money away and, and letting it compound because the law of compounding really, really kicks in. And it's like that J curve. It's sort of slow, 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 but then eventually really kicks off. So the last 10, 15, 20 years of your life, that compounding really kicks in so that you've got a sustainable income in your retirement because it, it is... It, it's all too often I'm meeting people in their 50s that just can't afford to retire. They're going to be working till they're 70 or even beyond that and or they're going to be living on an existence and, and really that's a shame. Um, probably the, the only other thing I want to talk about here is that it really isn't that difficult and, and it, to actually create an income for life or to become sustainable or self-sustainable and this is really what Jim Rohn's talking about in his statement or his philosophy, what the rich have versus what the poor have or what the poor do. And I've always said, you know, if you want to learn how to make a million dollars, go and find a millionaire and ask them how they do it and stay with them and, and learn about it. If you want to learn how to lay bricks, go and find a bricklayer. If you want to learn how to, you know, um, cut hair, go and find a hairdresser and you'll you'll learn from the experts. But all too often people are not inclined to do that and they live in this comfort zone thinking everything will be right and everything will be all right. Um, and often, I've often said to people, like, you go to other countries and they don't have superannuation, they don't have unemployment, they don't have all sorts of things. And you've got young people out there working and, and trying to earn income because they know they're not going to be supported later in their life. And I think to some degree, our, our young people are missing out on all of that because they're almost not being lulled into a false sense of security. They're sort of looking at society and going, okay, well, hang on, I, you des- I deserve the, the society to look after me and really we can't rely on that. As we're moving forward with the bulk of the baby boomers going to be retiring over the next 10 or 15 years to 20 years max, you know, we, we can't afford pensions right now. So it really is about being responsible for yourself and getting out there. So if you haven't started saving and investing and, and investing for the future and building up your retirement income, then you need to start today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. You really need, need to start now because, and put away that money. And the, the, the older you are, then the more percentage or the larger the percentage you need to do that. So you need to, really do need to follow the laws of wealth creation of spending less than you earn, investing wisely, and then leaving it alone so it can grow and compound and getting into that. And if you're not sure how to do that, you know, my book's there, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. Obviously, our courses are there and we're gonna, we'll, we can help you understand what you need to do. But you need to take those steps, uh, as I said, because you, you want to actually be part of the rich or the more self-sufficient. Um, otherwise, um, you know, the pension's not going to be able to keep up, even though you know, it has risen more recently in, in recent times that the government has put it up. It's still not enough to, to live on. Um, the doll's not enough to live on, uh, those sorts of things. So we need to be responsible for ourselves. But I'll leave you just with one last quote. And, and it's quite an interesting quote that I actually um, talked about on a recent podcast. And this quote is by a gentleman called Eric Hoffer. who lived from 1902 to 1983. And because what I find is a lot of people say, oh, well, it's okay for you, Dale, because you're natural at it or you're intelligent or you're whatever. And at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about it's about desire, and it's a it's about getting the knowledge and experience and skills and building that up. And I know a lot of people say to me, "Okay, well, you're great. 
you know, you, you're really good on the podcast or you're a really good presenter or you're, you know, you're really smart. And it's not really about that. And to me, it's always about effort. And this Eric Hoffer says it so eloquently in his, his um, quote here that he's got. And he says, those who lack talent expects things to happen without effort. So I'll say that again. Those who lack talent expect things to happen without effort. They ascribe failure to a lack of inspiration or ability or to misfortune rather than to insufficient application. At the core of every true talent, there is an awareness of the difficulties inherent in any achievement and the confidence that by persistence and patience, something worthwhile will be, re- will be realised. Thus, talent is a species of vigour. And I 100% agree with that because it's, it's, I don't know how many um, very successful people that I've met that said to me, uh, said to me, you know, the harder I work, the more lucky I get. Um, and you know, to me, that is just so true. So again, you know, if you want to be successful, whether it's with share trading, whether it's investing or, or a job or any pursuit in life, you've actually got to put in the effort and get the knowledge and put the effort in. And I'll leave this podcast for that. And uh, to me, as I said, right now, I'm moving at the end of the financial year. It's only in a few days' time. So how about you make a new financial year's resolution that you'll do what you need to do to get to where you need to go? I'll leave that with you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to chatting with the next one. Um, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and you've been listening to Talking Wealth. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.